I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Heidi ho and welcome to me. me Heidi ho. Yeah, no, I know. Are you kidding? <laughs> I think it's time to change host him. Heidi ho. <laughs> I was thinking about Tool Time. Yeah, <laughs> Tim Foster liked that TV show with Tim Allen. It's tying into Toy Story. We were talking about Toy Story before we went on the air. That's um, not a stretch at all, is it, Tim? <laughs> no. Well, that, that over there beside Camera One, Uncle Joe Carson, all the way from Petticoat Junction. Uh, really glad to have you, Uncle Joe. Good to see you, man. I feel about as old as Uncle Joe. <laughs> yeah, I do. No, Greg Tillman over there, he is the station manager and the guy that makes all this happen right here at C19 I don't want the blame for this. <laughs> I'm Noel T. Manning II, uh, hanging out uh, to my right, uh, Mr. Thomas Manning. Groovy, no baby! Uh, we're uh, spending some time together talking movies. You're back. Uh, yeah, you, I'm back. Uh, you know, you haven't run me off yet, so <laughs> doing something right. <laughs> That, well, I don't know about look, that. If someone was going to get thrown off, it had been me a long time ago, so you're safe. And I, that still worries me and bothers me about that no relation thing. Just, uh, he's the one that says it most of the time. Well, no I, I can, well, I can understand that, why he would say it. Well, Tim, back there on the Tim Cam, uh, we do appreciate you as well. So you got Elvis still hanging out with you, man. That's weird stuff, but uh, we're going to talk later on in the show about the uh, TV series, uh, Season 3 of Stranger Things. Mm season three and a disclaimer for that for every single episode they they were letting you know hey if you're prone to any kind of seizures and stuff watch out really yeah for every episode this season which was kind of unusual there were a few that you you could see why they did that okay. but uh i'm i was kind of surprised they did it for every episode interesting but, but we'll talk about that uh also we're going to hopefully get a chance to talk about the handmaid's tale um, and uh, mm. anything else the heck that you want to talk about, Mr. Tillman, uh, over there? I got nothing. You got nothing. All right. Mm. Well, you did see yesterday. Finally, no, last week. Last week. We, we've already graded it, but give us your grade quickly for the movie yesterday. Uh, I, uh, B plus, solid B plus. B plus. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not sure why the, the reviews are kind of lukewarm on this yeah, one. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I mean, it wasn't a perfect movie, but it was a it was a really good creative. Yeah. Like we said before, Thomas had mentioned it before we started shooting. It's kind of formulaic in a sense, but it did take it off into a new original kind of direction. Oh, it I did. thought. It did. And there was a shocking scene that you and I talked about yeah. the other day toward the end that yeah. just kind of makes your jaw drop and and was very heartwarming. And it's not a film for everybody. Um, you know, no, but I, yeah, I, I guess if you're a Beatles fan, it helps, but uh, it's a good picture anyway, I, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. So, B+, plus, there you yeah. go. Uh, and, and any other films that you've seen that we've already graded that you want to grade? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> Maybe tonight I'll watch something. Well, well uh, last Ask week... Ask me next week. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, last week, uh, we did have Thomas on the show, and we started this whole segment of getting to know you, but we didn't get in too deep. So, uh, so now we thought, okay, we'd let the first half of the show find out why the heck you care about movies, uh, the background on films, what you watched early on, and we'll just kind of see where this takes us, and then we'll come back after the break and, uh, and talk about uh, some, some TV shows, and then if we get a chance to, uh, there's some other movies to talk about as well. So what are some of your earliest memories, Thomas, uh, watching, watching films, and what are some of those early films you remember watching? Oh yeah, probably one of the first things I remember is uh, my dad. Uh, he's right here. He, we are related. In fact. Uh, really? In the middle field. He, he, uh, so much for the cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. He would um, edit together some of the original 
uh, trilogy of Star Wars and kind of edited out some of the more gruesome elements of it. Wait like, a minute, you re-edited Star Wars? <laughs> Isn't that a copyright violation? <laughs> well, only if I sell it, but if I'm, <laughs> yeah. if I'm letting my son watch it on his uh, bubble iMac, um, yeah. I guess yeah. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still have one of those, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. There's pictures of, of him actually sitting there at the screen watching Star Wars with headphones on. Oh, yeah. 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 So that was probably one of my earliest memories. You know, he edited out uh, Luke's parents the charred remains of their bodies. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Uh, Took out all the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah some, or, of the, some of the cussing I would edit out. Yeah. Wait a minute, in Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, for, for a four-year-old, there was a couple of words in there. Yeah. But, you know. Because he, he gets plenty of those words from his mom. Oh, so yeah. I didn't want to oh, add well, okay, yeah. I, I didn't want that. to. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to add to that, you know. <laughs> so those were probably the first movies that I fell in love with. He did introduce me to the original trilogy first, so he's a good father. Uh, you know, <laughs> good to know. Man. I got into the prequels later on, and I enjoyed them, but not nearly as much as the original. Well, trilogy. What was it you liked about the originals? It was just I'm, the sense of adventure. I mean, it's just such a cliche term, but that was the first movie I can remember watching, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going on this adventure along with these characters, and. Um, just, it's like a whole new world you're in. Just George Lucas was able to create yeah. this, the mythology and the lore in this uh, film franchise, and it started out with that one movie. And it's like, well, there's kind of room for more, but it could, the way they ended, yeah, it the original Star been, Wars, it could have been like, a one, one stop. Like, yeah, it could have yeah, been yeah. just a one shot. But, I, look, here's the thing, though. If he was such a good dad, why did he let you watch the prequels at all? <laughs> That's the problem I have with that. Okay, so the prequels, they get. You should have kept you away from they're them. They're not as bad as some people give them. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of silly stuff in it. Uh, but I, I will say, I'm a Jar Jar Binks defender. I think he's a great character. So Jar Jar Binks, you yes. like Jar Jar Binks? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, I just loved um, the humor he injected into it. And like George Lucas said, he created the Phantom Menace for 12-year-olds. He didn't make it for like, yeah. you know, grown men. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't make it for the grown men that grew up with yeah. the original children. And I think that speaks to, to the reason why the, the prequels do not set well with those of us who, for the most part, for those of us who grew up with the original trilogy. Now, what I do love about the prequels is that it provided storyline yeah. and it, uh, it filled in some blanks. And, you know, if you watch all of those films in the chronological version in which the story is presented, they all tie together. Sure, some are better than others, but you do get a sense, you, you find out how Anakin became you know, what it was that caused him to become Darth Vader. So what were some of the other uh, early films you remember seeing, I mean, in theaters or either at home, uh, that, that I, stick with you? I loved a lot of the Pixar movies. Um, of course, Toy Story and uh, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, um, the early movies, and now they're making the sequels to them later. And when I see all these kids in the theaters, I'm like, they, they don't know these characters. Those are my characters. And like, what, what are they doing here? They didn't grow up with these. Um, so, kind of like how we felt with the uh, Star Wars prequels. We're like, what are these little yeah. kids doing here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So definitely Pixar. Um, yeah. I liked a lot of the, and you know, the family adventure comedies like uh, Night at the Museum with Ben Stiller. I loved RV with Robin Williams. Oh, Still yeah. my favorite Robin Williams movie. It's, it's yeah. not his best movie, but it's, it's my personal favorite. Yeah, it's just, well, it's, you know, we talked about this on the show. There are certain films that are, are anchored with, with life that you're going through. 
whether it's you know a family uh, you know situation or whether it's just the joy of hanging out with family and I think that one probably speaks to you for, from that standpoint. Oh, yeah. Nothing else. For sure. Yeah, my family's just as crazy as his family is. So, <laughs> That's yeah. exactly right, man. That's exactly right. So uh, the family adventures, the, the night of the museums, the journey to the center of the earth, those kinds of things. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the Witch Mountain remake with The Rock. And yep. The Rock is, you know, Dwayne Johnson has found an interesting way of doing films that are kid-friendly, but yes, also doing these films that adults love yeah. as well. Yeah. And that's a really difficult thing to do and to do it well, and I think he's, he's done it. I mean, yeah. he's a, he's a, to me, he's a movie star. He's not he's, a He's, he's a bona fide, old-style movie star. star. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And you like you like Johnson stuff, too, don't you? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, Race to Witch Mountain. Um, I've seen a few of his uh, Fast and Furious movies. I haven't kept up with all of them, but I've liked a few of his things. Yeah. And... Um, Central Intelligence figures go with Kevin Hart. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was one of my favorite yeah. Uh, yeah. Dwayne Johnson comedies. So, so a lot of the films you've talked about so far are ones that have the, the popular appeal. What about, uh, and, and we talked about this like last week, you, you're now watching international films, you're watching foreign language films, you're watching documentaries, documentaries, indie films. At what point did you start seeing your taste kind of expand? Oh, uh, well, a couple years ago, I took a film class with you. Uh, at Gardner Webb, and had my dad as a professor, and you know I grew did up. You pass? With, I, I think I did just barely though, by the skin of my teeth. Well, you know I grew so up. So is he uh, tough? He yeah he's 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 tough, but not not overly harsh. Uh, you hey, know he only told me I sucked one or two times. So we're, we're, we're good. Between you and me, is, yeah. he, is he boring? No, he, he's not boring. He's um, probably one of the most entertaining professors I've ever seen. So. Hey, yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. I'll, I'll give you some money. Uh, I'll, buy, I'll buy you a drink on the way home. <laughs> so when I uh, got into his classes, um, I guess that was about a year ago. I took his uh, took a class in the spring semester of 2018, I believe, and uh, then the following fall semester, 2018, I took a um, that was a film criticism course, and I just started looking at movies aren't just there for pure entertainment. Right. There's a lot more to them as well. Yeah. There's uh, so much. Um, behind the scenes that goes on there's a lot of whether it's the lighting technicians the production designers the art directors they put just as much work in as you know the lead actors yeah. and the directors that you see their names on the posters yeah and they don't get all the love that that most people do and we you and i've talked about this for, for 30 plus years yeah. now is that golly almost 30 plus years i guess yeah or coming coming on that that those people behind the scenes they do they are as important as those who get paid the, the billions Absolutely. of dollars. And it's still, you know, most people get up and leave when the when it yep. goes dark at the end. They don't watch the credits, but I typically do. And yes. it's still just staggering to see how many people are involved in making a single yeah. film. Yeah, and, and you love finding the backstory of these yeah. craftsmen, like the, the, the visual effects artists mm -hmm. and the sound uh, designers and, the, the, of course, the composers. I think if any, if there's any behind the scenes person that gets love, it's the composers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that goes back. John Williams is really what what kind of launched that. So uh, so why is it that you um, have enjoyed going back and doing the research on some of these? Um, I just like to see how their other work has influenced what they're doing now, and to kind of see if there are certain like trademarks and characteristics in their work, and see if I can trace that back into what they've done in the past, and. Um, interesting to see what if they've worked with this director before yeah. or this producer, yeah. this actor. Um, so I just think it's really cool to see how it's all 
a thread. Yeah, and, and you've explored uh, like Hitchcock and Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola and uh, and some of those others, or any of those, and, and Shyamalan's early work. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of those um, that are not, you know, in the mainstream today that stick out to you that you're like, I'm really glad I got a chance to to visit that person's work, or again, it could be an actor as well. Yeah. Oh well, I've definitely been going to look back at a lot of uh, Tarantino's work uh, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming up uh, this month, a couple weeks. And I think, you know, for film buffs, he, he's a big name. Everybody who loves, who's a film fan knows him. But the casual audience member, they'll just hear his name and think maybe Pulp Fiction or, um, you know, Hateful Eight, something yeah. like that. But... Um, and he's done so few films. Yeah. But, yeah. And I just like going back and see how he puts his heart and soul in everything. I mean, yeah. he only does one every three or four years, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he puts everything he can in that production, and uh, it's been really impressive to see that. Um, and I, I went back and watched uh, Reservoir Dogs, yeah. and uh, both uh, Kill Bill, volumes of Kill Bill, and Question, did he edit out the rough parts in Reservoir Dogs for you? If he did, how long was the movie, like 10 minutes? I think I'm old enough for all that now, but uh, yeah. just just barely, though. Um, yeah. It'd be like a trailer or something. Yeah. Yeah. All this left. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, that's not something I, I could have done any editing on when he was four yeah. years old. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. I can see his mother coming into the room. Like yeah. Yeah, Thomas is Tarantino four, and stuff. I think he's really think he needs to see Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not for the younger audience members out there, that's for sure. Um, if you had figured out a way to edit out all that, you would have deserved some sort of Oscar nomination for that. My goodness. Yeah. Well, well uh, we're going to go to a break. Any question, any final questions for Thomas about his What about Star love? Trek? We're talking all this stuff about Star Wars. Okay, well, it's probably going to break your heart, but the only Star Trek I've seen are the remakes uh, with uh, Chris Pine. And I've seen some of the old and you TV call shows. Yourself a I've good seen dad. maybe one or two seasons of some of the old TV shows. But, Wrath of uh, Khan? Uh, I never saw Wrath never of Khan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, know. I, I, I like can't even be perfect. You okay? got you to gotta commit to one thing <laughs> for me with Star Wars. So, um, <laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. I, I love both. Yeah. I love both of them for different reasons. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, things you don't like. Let's talk baggage real quick. What are some things you just choose not to go see if you have a choice? Oh uh, yeah, some of these um, demon ghost stories and cult stuff, it just gives me a creepy feeling under the skin. And I'm yeah, like- kind of like how I feel on this show most of the time. So. I think most of our viewers <laughs> feel the same yeah. way. But I'm like, I guess that's kind of the intent of the director is to kind of make you feel that way. Yeah. But if I'm gonna go watch a movie- Hear that, Tim? Uh, I'm not gonna, that's not how I wanna feel. Like, I don't mind watching some films that are like, make you feel uneasy, like if they're important, like, um, well, it, Sixth Sense, you, you yeah. enjoyed Sixth Sense. Yeah. And um, it was, it was. It wasn't as just gratuitous, like with okay. the gore and yeah. the, the, that kind of thing. I like atmospheric, creepy, like haunted house films instead of yeah. slasher, blood and gore yeah. kind of films. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, well, but yeah, yeah, you're right. That the Sixth Sense is a great one. Yeah. Uh, the Woman in Black with yeah. Daniel Radcliffe a with few Harry years Potter. ago. Yeah. You know, and, and he, he, you know, he uses his magic to get rid of the no, woman. That's, that's no, that's a different movie. Different, no, no, okay. no, no, right. no. All right. Uh, and rom-coms, you're not a big fan of rom-coms for the most part. Uh, they've been growing on me recently, but uh, they, I just feel like they're all the same. They're all formulaic, and I mean, that's kind of the point of them. Um, but if I'm watching them with like my mom and my sister, I can enjoy those just mostly. For what they are. Yeah, for what they are. But mm -hmm. um, 
I've loved, I love to always be my maybe uh, yeah. from just a couple months ago because yeah, uh, that kind of added something new to the genre. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a list of some. Yeah. All right. Well, Thomas, thanks for being here, man. We'll oh, come yeah. back after the break and uh, we'll talk about some binge-worthy uh, stuff and then maybe get to some home delivery items as well. Um, we'll be back with more right after this quick intermission on Meet Me at the Movies. said that without music life would be a mistake and that's how we feel here on face the music hi i'm summer castle keever and i'd love for you to join me each month on our new program face the music which airs on c19 tv and c19.tv each month we'll highlight the talents personalities and stories behind some of the area's most gifted singers songwriters and musicians it's going to be a lot of fun, so join me each month for a new edition of Face the Music right here on C19. Hold on to your popcorn. It's time for the 20th Annual Real to Real International Film Festival. The lights go down July 24th through 27th at the Joy Performance Center in Kings Mountain. Four nights, dozens of films, and a lot of fun. Sponsored by the Cleveland County Art Council, Real to Real offers a forum for independent filmmakers from around the world to showcase their talents. And it's a chance for you to get to talk with some of the filmmakers, too. Tickets are $10 a night, $40 for a festival pass, and $50 for a VIP pass. So don't miss the 20th Annual Real to Real International Film Festival at the Joy Performance Center in Kings Mountain. Be a part of building the future. Be a welder. The welding technology program at Cleveland Community College prepares you with the science, the technology, and the skills to be a successful welder. Experienced instructors using state-of-the-art equipment train students using industry standard skills developed through classroom training and practical application. Successful graduates are in high demand and are employed as entry-level technicians in welding and metalworking industries. Learn more about Cleveland Community College at 704-669-4077. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies right here at C19 TV. Mr. Tillman, um, somebody asked me last week, what are the air times for this show if they wanted to watch it on, um, on broadcast? I don't know. Okay. Right. Uh, I, cool. Okay, cool. I, I do schedule it, but I do yeah, schedule it on a show. Now, well, the best way, I always tell people, the best way to, to find out, the Shelby Star publishes uh, our schedule every Saturday, I believe. Okay. Maybe Sunday, but I think Saturday. Okay. Um, and you can go on uh, our community calendar when it's on. All the shows and the times are listed there. Okay. And also you can go on to C19.TV on okay. the website, and the schedule for every show for the week is, okay. is, is available there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you want to download the podcast, you can do that at WGWG.org. And uh, if you're just first joining us, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, I'll get it out. 
Uh, we do talk movies, um, and uh, we have special guests uh, that rotate from time to time. Thomas has been with us a couple of times now, and uh, enjoyed that. Greg's with us uh, pretty much all the time, uh, just because he can. And uh, no, Tim, I, that's not. I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, yeah that's that's why. Uh, because we always need somebody here, just because they don't know why. And uh, Tim Foster, he knows why he's here. Because if he weren't, uh, we'd have to get some kind of automated uh, robot uh, to do this. Which, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, our, our studio audience, we'd have to get them to, to come and help us out. We do appreciate uh, appreciate them. They're into uh, the show as usual. They are. They are always into the show. We haven't uh, we haven't thanked them in a long time, so we are appreciative uh, of them. Uh, we are in a new golden age of television. We are. And. I don't even know if you call it television anymore because it's on TV. It's it's not broadcast TV. Yeah, no. it, it's you know it's designed for for that at home audience, but uh, you know it's not necessarily you don't have to watch it on a TV set. You can watch it on your phone, on your iPad, your Kindle, whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, and there's some really amazing work that's that's been coming out the past few years. Uh, you know, you you look at what uh, what Netflix did. When, when they took over and, and basically killed Blockbuster, nobody really expected Netflix to become a studio, right. a production studio. That was not the intent. Right. Amazon, the same right. way. Uh, Hulu came out as just a source for providing already produced content, but then they started producing some of the most amazing work. Uh, and so I want to talk about one of those uh, in season three, The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, right. It's something that you and I have both watched. Yeah. And uh, season three is going on now. And I got to tell you, I am incredibly I'm a blown away by the series anyway. Yeah. I think it says a lot. It, it, there's a lot of um, political, social, cultural commentary that's going on that's really phenomenal to look at the way they presented it based on a best-selling work. There was a film years ago that was successful. But here we are in season three, and I think uh, a story like this deserves to be told over seasons and not in a one and a half or two hour movie. No, no. You, you miss so much. Let me get your thoughts on, on kind of what's happening now, especially with season three and where you feel this is headed and, and why it's so good. Why are, it's are you out. caught up? I'm caught up. I'm not, I'm a couple episodes back. Yeah. Uh, don't binge it. I recommend that to someone <laughs> that wants to try it. I, I can't binge it, it's just too dense, too thought provoking, too how, hard to watch. How many episodes can you watch at one time? I think we've watched two, okay. and after that we have to switch it to the Big Bang Theory or okay. something like that, just to <laughs> cleanse the palate a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can do three. I, I've done three, but after that, it, it's it, because yeah. there's so much going on. It is a, it's a challenging show to watch. But yeah. Man, it's, um, it's so rich. Yeah. Well, dystopian dramas are kind yeah. of the rage anyway. Mainly, we've seen them in, in teen films yep. and things like that. I, for those that don't know what it's about, how would you? Well, there's no quick way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, think. it's a futuristic America. Well, a futuristic world, not just America, but um, a, um, a religious sect. I guess is probably one of the, yeah. the best ways to describe what happened. Well, uh, the, the U.S. basically is is a now Christian theocracy. I think. Yeah. Is a good way to yeah. And, and, with and, the exception of Alaska and Canada. Right, and it's a different kind of Christian theocracy. Yeah, so yes, it's not, yes. Uh, it, it's not the norm. And that's no. when I say a sect, yeah. S-E-C-T, because they've, they've taken elements of Christianity and uh, exploited them for their own good yeah. uh, and, uh, and the detriment of others. And you're, you're seeing the society being controlled by that, and it's really uh, just amazing uh, to see 
the stories that they are uh, unfolding. But I tell you, the parts that have blown me, blown me away more than the storyline are the things that Thomas really enjoys. The sound design, the visuals, the cinematography. I can just, I can turn the volume down and just watch some yeah. of the scenes and just be blown away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the shallow depth of field, and I yeah. know a lot of people won't know what that means, but it's one of those things you know it when you see yeah. it. Makes it even more claustrophobic. Yeah, the acting is intense. solid. I mean, it's just it's just an amazing work of art. Yeah, and, and it's an, a work of art that is appealing. Elizabeth Moss is terrific. Elizabeth in that. Moss is absolutely yeah. amazing. And, and she's won uh, an Emmy both years. For yeah, both and she's won a so Critics' far? Choice yeah. uh, awards for her acting as well. Yeah. And uh, it's a solid solid series. It's not for everybody. It is an adult series. Um, language content, uh, violence, uh, and everything else as yeah. well. But yeah. Handmaid's Tale, solid A for me. It's continuing to be a solid A for me. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk Stranger Things. Stranger Things is the buzz now. Stranger Things season three uh, taking place in 1985. It's a sci-fi uh, series that's uh, got some interesting twists. Thomas, you're a big fan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think what makes this show so great to begin with, where it starts is with the characters. Uh, just so many great, um, they're kind of the 80s stereotypes. You got this group of nerds and kind of one nerd is the leader of them all and then you got other ones that are the sidekicks but they each character has their own personality their own depth and uh, their own amount of layers to them and that's where it starts but where it gets even better is the story that they're given to work with um the technical elements are incredible the music the sound design the practical and cgi yeah. effects you know, um, that's the thing, the, the effects are not just CGI, they're using some practical effects that you would have seen like really? in some of these 80s films, really? but it really works within this context. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, they've, they've got a lot of great monster action in it, and um, it's just a throwback 80s, just some parts of it, it's just like, that's just so goofy and stupid, but that's kind of part of the charm of it, and that's what makes it so enthralling, and it's just so much nostalgia, so so many 80, 80s references. I know you were making a list of yeah. when you were watching. Yeah, and you know, and, and Thomas is not a child of the 80s. I'm, I'm a teenager of, you know, of the 80s, and so in 85, I mean, I remember very well where I was in 85, what I was doing, and so as I'm seeing this, uh, this particular season unfold, I'm like, yep, 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 you got Back to the Future, you got, you know, obscure films like The Stuff, you know, which was like this, people ate this ice cream and it almost ate them from the inside out, and they made references to that. I don't and, remember that one, Yeah, thankfully. they kind of became zombies. Do you remember um, Chud? Chud, yeah, yeah okay, I mean, right. there's, there's nods to that. There are so many different Easter eggs in this season. I, can't, I couldn't even count them all. Yeah. I mean, I was making the list and I couldn't even count them all, but there were so many, and it's, it's rich for that, if nothing else, just to watch those kind of Easter eggs play out. Um, this season is as solid as the first for me. Oh, for sure. Um, I think they keep improving upon uh, and building upon the kind of the world that they're creating. And, and the uh, character chemistry, all the characters, all the characters, oh, characters work really um, well together. Yeah, the uh, introduction of Maya Hawke this season as a side character, she was spectacular. The, the daughter of uh, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. Yeah, she um, was great. If you've never seen Maya Hawke no, act, yeah. She was a steen stiller. Yeah. Steen, a steen stiller. Let me yeah. get it out there. Yeah, she was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, after watching her, I wanted to go back and watch some Ethan Hawke films, and I did. And maybe next time we get together, we'll talk about one of those films that I watched. Any final comments on that before we wrap the show up on Stranger Things? Uh, for me, it's a solid A. Um, yeah. Just 
just as good as other seasons, if not better. Yep, and it's eight episodes, and to me, that's really per the perfect. Per season. Yeah, and that's, has it been eight each season? Eight, eight per season, yeah. That's really yep. the perfect length for yeah. these uh, limited series is, you know, 10, 12, 13, sometimes you're, you're doing too much, but I think eight, you can really, really be solid. It, it's on my to-do list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen any of them, have you? I saw the first one about two years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, well worth watching, yeah. and it is, uh, it is a throwback to the 80s. Well, we'll do a uh, movie quote, as we uh, always do, to wrap things up. But before we do, any final comments from either one of you guys about anything we've talked about? Uh, you do want to uh, encourage people to watch CNN. Uh, the movies, a uh, new, new miniseries called The Movies. What did you say, it's eight episodes? Uh, it is uh, six, ep six episodes. Six episodes. Sunday nights at nine on CNN. Through August Started 11th. a couple weeks ago with films of the 80s, and I covered what, the 70s, heard. the Golden Age. And, the yeah, they'll cover and, uh, the 90s, 2000s, yeah. 70s, 60s, and the yeah. Golden Age. Fascinating. So, yeah, Tom Hanks is the producer for that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, CNN, uh, make sure you, you check that out. The uh, movies. The movies. That's what it's called. Sunday nights at 9. Sunday nights at 9. The uh, quote this week comes from The Greatest Showman. Uh, I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. Till next time, for uh, Tim Foster back there with the Tim Cam, for uh, Greg Tillman beside camera one, and for Thomas Manning, uh, returning guest, and his uh, Han uh, Solo and Boba Fett uh, shirt. We appreciate it. Uh, and for all of you, who take the time to watch, including our studio audience. We appreciate you. We really do. Till next time, that's a wrap.